All right, what up, what up, what up, what up? What's going on, America? Um, it is Friday, and uh, <laughs> and the world is still upside down. We got a couple of things to talk about. If I sound weird, it's because my nose is stopped up. I don't know why. So I'm talking. I can't breathe. Normally. It is weird. I'm sorry. Like I like I do it. Um. Okay. So I figured we would start a little different today because I have been waiting on this particular movie to come out i i feel like it's been two years that i've been waiting on the batman to come out so i was there very first show in the imac or the 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 mega gpx theater and all the stuff i was at the big one uh go big or go home i was there i i was ready so currently on rotten tomatoes it has a critic score of 85 and an audience score of 93 so it's killing it it's killing Mm -hmm. it um across across the boards right now um and it's looking to have an opening weekend box office of uh excess of 150 million Ooh, that's pretty big um so i figured that i would give a no spoilers review of the batman uh i don't normally do these but I, I see that other people like Ben Shapiro and all these other people talk about these big movies that come out. So I figure I would do uh, the same. And I would give you my uh, impressions about it. Uh, and we would talk about it before we talk about some of the other things. Um, so first of all, just right off the bat, um, I thought that it was absolutely amazing i really did i i i from it's long okay this i heard it's long it's a long it, it is it is every bit of three hours straight up yeah See, i like a long movie it is super super long i got to the theater early i peed once got in the line got popcorn <laughs> peed again then sat down and the trailer started and then the doctor strange trailer came on and i had already seen it so i got up to try to go pee one more time <laughs> Because I was like, I'm not leaving. I'm not moving from this seat through the whole three hours. Because I, because I just knew that I would leave and and something would happen. And um, no peeing during the movie. You know. Anyway, okay. So so the movie, the movie Batman. And I'm going to do my best. Uh, I, I'm not going to give any spoilers. There. You better not. There are some at the end of the movie, like not in credit stuff, but before the movie ends, like there are some big hints. And some big reveals that happen. But I think that I can give a pretty decent review based off of everything people have already seen. All right, guys, inflation is out of control, and we see that more than ever in the grocery store. Prices keep hitting a new all-time high for meat and seafood. Cooking and grilling at home used to be the way to save money. Now it's a way to spend even more. Across the board, it's up nearly 20%. And it's not even America meat. It's... China meat. That's right. The vast majority, up to 80% of the meat, if you can find it on the shelves, bear shells, Biden, if you can find it, it's uh, most likely from China or Australia. That's why you need to support Good Ranchers. Right now, you can get $30 off their already low prices by visiting GoodRanchers.com slash Graham. You can do a one-time order or subscribe and save an additional $25 on each box. Plus, when you subscribe, your price will never go up for the life of your subscription. You can't lock in the prices at a grocery store, but you can lock it in at Good Ranchers. So, get your $30 discount on prime steaks and better than organic chicken 
today. Go to GoodRanchers.com slash Graham to save on the quality you've been looking for. Good Ranchers takes the guesswork out of the grocery store by sourcing everything from local farms and shipping to your door. Use my code G-R-A-H-A-M and enjoy your box of 100% American meat and $30 savings. Order now from GoodRanchers.com slash Graham. People know Catwoman's in it. People know the Penguin's in it. They know that Carmine Falcone is in it. Um, they know that Alfred's there. And then, of course, Robert Pattinson. Andy Serkis. Yep. And then um, uh, Gordon, right? And, and and so this takes place year two. Um, again, everybody knows this. this ta- you know, he's been on the streets for two years uh, doing this stuff. And um, it starts off completely different how you think it's going to start off. Like, you think it's going to start off all super, like, broody and stuff but it it starts off with almost like almost like clown music almost you know and then um that kind of sounds creepy oh and then the riddler of course yeah duh golly this is gonna be more difficult than i thought <laughs> uh, paul dano plays the riddler and man let me tell you this is like the unabomber meets the zodiac killer like Ooh. like like i mean like it's crazy the stuff that goes on um this is not a batman movie for your kids by the way, uh, at all in any way, shape, form, or fashion. There's more GDs and F bombs and all kinds. Of, I mean, this, this movie put, I mean, it's PG 13, but they pushed it as close to the line as they possibly could. I don't know how it wasn't rated R, just be honest. Uh, and honestly, if they had rated it R, they probably could have made it even more amazing. Uh, but, <laughs> no, you're right. But, but I mean, they push it right up to the line. So if you're like a girl and you're like, oh, good Batman, and da, 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 let me explain something to you. The way the Riddler like, like kills these people and takes these people not out, for the faint of heart. it is not for the faint of heart. Uh, it, it's like jigsaw from saw kind of stuff like, like going on. And so like, it, it's intense. It, there are some definite like, whoa, <laughs> like kind of, cause I remember like when the dark Knight came out, people were like, Oh, the Joker's really like, I see like the killings are worse than I would assume what the Joker does in the dark Knight. So Yes. So, 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 okay. So uh big question you asked me earlier, mm-hmm. this movie or the dark Knight, because the dark Knight, and I know, Hey, I grew up in the Michael uh, Keaton age as well I, I have a special place in my heart for the michael keaton batman i really do um but the dark knight was the de facto batman movie oh yeah for for uh, a long time i i do think that this film gives it a run for its money I, I will say what probably distinguishes the dark knight slightly above this and when i say slightly above this Just movie ever so slightly. i do mean ever so slightly and that is the oscar-winning performance of heath ledger in the dark knight if 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 heath ledger had not created that character like he did i i think that this movie would run circles around the dark knight i mean i really do that's and, a bold and, statement and so christopher nolan's Batman, the Batman trilogy, it it brought Batman to a bit more realistic, a bit more. This movie brings it a lot more realistic. So like when you watch this one, do you almost feel like, oh my goodness, this could be happening yes, real, today? Absolutely. And and another thing that they do, one of my favorite TV shows that have come out in a long time was the Daredevil shows on Netflix. If you haven't seen that, I highly suggest it. 
Um, because what they did was what what DC is doing with the normal characters, okay? And I know that Daredevil's Marvel, whatever, but DC especially, uh, with Batman, the Joker, you know, all this stuff here. You know, you can't do this with Aquaman. Right. Okay. He freaking talks to animals under the water. Right. You, you can't make that. You can't make that one uh, realistic. But with Batman, um, they really are doing kind of what Daredevil did, where he doesn't always not get hurt in this one. In fact, that's one thing that I really, really enjoyed about this one. His suit is far more body armor than has been in all the other Batman movies. Like all the other Batman movies, he just is the best. And you're never going to hit him. You're never going to get him because he's just better than you. And he's going yeah. to destroy you. This movie is obviously Robert Pattinson's Batman. He's Batman. Um, and he's kicking everybody's butt. But he gets hit a lot. And, and, and if he didn't have this suit, he would be dead. Uh, you know, and there's just no, I mean, he takes a shotgun hit like right in the chest plate, close range. And it, I mean, like he's like out, like eyes rolling the back of his head at one point and all this stuff. Um, he's got this pack with him. That's like real life type stuff. It's just, re it's more realistic. Like he's got adrenaline shots with him. And so mm. if he, if he gets like super hurt, he reaches in there and he jabs himself with this freaking adrenaline needle to like wake himself back up and start. I mean, that's what I mean. When that I, is, that's when, way more realistic. That's what I mean when I say it's, it, it, it's, you know, it's still Batman, right? Like he's still doing all this crazy stuff, but it's just far more realistic. All right, but let's talk about the movie. Okay. Um, was the movie woke? I didn't see anything um, that, that, that made it a super woke movie in any regard. Um, which I really appreciated, right? There's this one statement that Zoe Kravitz, who plays Catwoman, she makes when she's talking to Batman. She's like, uh, you know, all the corruption of these, you know, white millionaire politicians or something. But I don't think that was meant to be woke. I think that was just matter of fact, you know, yeah. kind of thing. Um, or at least I didn't take it that way. Maybe it was. Um, it's a lot of movie. To At digest. least it was super subtle. It was if super. It was, it was super if it subtle. Was like a slight, it had an agenda. Um, I thought Jim Gordon's character was really good. Um, what basically it's year two, right? So the police force as a whole doesn't trust Batman yet, but Jim Gordon does. And so Jim Gordon is high enough up. He's not the commissioner yet, but he's high enough up to where basically he's like, no, I'm bringing it almost like you would a, a, a PI, right? Yeah. Like the police work with a PI. That's kind of the relationship that they have in this movie. Um, it starts off super dark and it does not uh, ever brighten up, ever brighten up uh, that that's the other biggest distinction between the Nolan trilogies um, is, you know, there would be jokes. And there would be moments like none of that in this one. No, no, there is not a break for five seconds on just the constant, constant, just hit you in your mouth, hit you in your mouth, hit you in your mouth kind of action. Um, I will say that if you're looking for the entire three hours, it just to be explosions and fight scenes and all this stuff. No, that doesn't happen. I would say probably half the movie is fighting. And the other half is not, uh, but it's a three-hour movie, right? Yeah. And, and so um, this is a detective 
movie, which I really appreciated. I thought that was really cool because we haven't seen that yet. Like, like, like we just haven't. We haven't seen um, why he's the world's best detective um, or the world's greatest detective. And this movie really, uh, he has some gear in this one is some technology that he uses that I was like, whoa, that's really cool that they thought. So they almost kind of go more with the brains of Batman on this one rather than just him beating people up. Absolutely. Like he finds clues that the police don't find and, and, and all this other kind of stuff. Um, okay. So walking it through overall review of the film. Uh, what did I think of Robert Pattinson's Batman? I loved it. <laughs> And and no Twilight vibes. I, I'm not one of these people that gets online. It's like I cannot believe that they cast you know Twilight Boy uh, as Batman. I was like, okay, well let's see, let's see, right? Because you had Heath Ledger, everybody revolted, right? You know, and then you had Joaquin Phoenix, everybody revolted, and all this other stuff. And I was like, let's just see what he's got. And um, the Batman in this movie. Every other Batman, I feel like there was um, three different characters, right? There was Batman. Mm -hmm. There was Bruce Wayne when he was at the mansion around people he knew. And then there was the playboy, you know, out there spending millions of dollars and buying hotels and all this other kind of stuff, right? Robert Pattinson's Batman is very much, I mean, it's the same character through the whole thing. Um, you know, he is a very rage-filled uh, mentally disturbed individual that when he puts the Batman suit on, he just becomes this rage monster. It's pretty much what it is. <clears throat> I liked it because, and I saw an interview about this, you know, they decided that they were going to make the Batman more realistic because they were like, you know, what if somebody was really out there doing this? And every day, all day, all they did was fight the worst evil in the city all the time. You're like, you know, you got soldiers in war that shoot one person and for the rest of their life, they're, they've, they've got to be in therapy, you know, and, and cops and all this stuff, right? We're like, what if, you know, if there really was this guy out there, there was just not only doing, not only going into the worst of the worst, but doing it alone, that guy would not be okay. Right, <laughs> By you, no means. You know, I mean, because Batman's not going to therapy, right? And so they did a really good job of that. I, I felt like he's a recluse. He doesn't like going out. Uh, he begrudgingly has to go to a funeral. And everybody's seen the funeral scene where the car comes in because uh, it's in the trailer. And he has to, like, get the kid out of the way. He begrudgingly goes to that. He does not want to go at all. And he's a really tormented person. The mask is more open. So you see more of his face. So you really get to see uh, emotions. Zoe Kravitz, I thought, did a good job as Catwoman. I'm not the biggest Catwoman fan, but she did a good job. Penguin, Colin Farrell, probably the most underrated thing. If there was a comedic aspect to the show, it was Colin Farrell as the Penguin, uh, but not intentionally. Yeah. He, he's just matter-of-fact like gangster in this. And, and, and anyway, uh, and then last but not least, Paul Dano. Uh, did a fantastic job as the Riddler. Uh, legitimately, there were some moments in there. I was like, "Holy crap, this guy's insane!" Like, like, wow, this is actually kind of, kind of really creepy. How he, because uh, he just inflects. He'll be super calm, and then he'll oh! like he'll just freak out, right? And uh, so he does a really good job. Uh, and then the ending was don't spoil. I'm that. not. I'm not going to spoil anything. I'm just going to say. 
that the final 45 minutes of the movie, it's just awesome. That there's this car chase scene that you guys have probably seen little clips of from the trailers. That whole scene's probably like six minutes long. And it, it is probably the most intense car chase scene I've ever seen. Um, and then the last 45 minutes of the movie, the arc of the movie is very simple. He starts off as this vengeful, this vengeful person. And then he realizes that he, uh, is, is getting dangerously close to crossing a line to being just like the people that he is fighting against. Mm. And so the arc of this movie is Batman going from vengeance because he says that in the thing, you know, I'm vengeance. He does that, right? Going from being that vengeance character all the way to turning into this symbol of hope for everybody else, that there is somebody that is fighting for them and, and kind of moving into more of that hero yeah. kind of thing. And so there is a character arc in this movie, which I appreciate it because we don't have that much anymore. Uh, the hero's journey, if you will, um, and, uh, yeah, uh, th that's my subtle review. So I highly recommend it. If you've been on the fence or you hadn't gone seen it yet, you need to go check out the Batman, uh, for once. Oh, and, and another good thing they do is I believe that it was written for like today's times. And what I mean by that is there's so much corruption within the politics of this movie that you just sit there and you go, yeah. I could totally believe that that's true, <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and all this stuff. And it really is. And so uh, overall, great job. I'd give it 9.5 out of 10. I don't believe there's a 10 movie out there. I don't believe that's true. Not Lord of the Rings. Uh, oh <laughs> Especially the Lord of the Rings. Um, apparently, there's a new Harry Potter movie coming out. I saw the, pre the trailer for Fantastic that. Beast or something else. Yeah, but but it's got like. Dumbledore and stuff in it like it's like how they created the anyway I, I'm not a Harry Potter person uh, apparently there's a new Harry Potter movie coming out um, there is a Batman movie coming out for your kids uh, Keanu Reeves is in it Kevin Hart's in it The Rock's in it and I can't I don't know who's Superman but it's based around Batman and Superman's dogs like that's the that's the premise for the thing. Funny. Oh, I'm totally watching it. It's hilarious. <laughs> um, you know, like uh, Superman gave his dog like a Batman chew toy in the trailer. And Batman, who is Keanu Reeves, is the voice. He goes, that better be licensed or I'm going to lose it. <laughs> you know, okay, I'm watching it's that. Pre it's pretty funny, right? <laughs> and so anyway, uh, overall, 9.5 out of 10. Um, and, and I mean, this movie, the nostalgia of the Michael Keaton movies probably will always be what I look at because I was a kid when that happened, right? I was a kid. This is an adult Batman movie. I didn't see not one kid in this theater. Not one. This is an adult Batman movie. So 9.5 out of 10, right up there with Dark Knight. The only reason, and I mean the only reason Dark Knight gets the edge is because of Heath Ledger's performance. Uh, other than that, uh, Yes, it was well worth the wait. I cannot wait for the next one because they definitely set it up for the next okay, one. That was going to be my question. Oh, uh, yes, up first absolutely. When you see when the when the final, when this one scene happens at the end, the whole stadium screamed, everybody. Like in the whole theater? Yes, like everybody was just, ah! 
like that, you know, kind of thing. And so, uh, and so there is, there is that moment at the end of the movie for sure. And so, uh, there, um, yeah. So that's my review of the Batman. I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, that's very different than what we normally do, but it was that good of a movie and I enjoy movies. So there you have it. All right. There's some other things we got to talk about, but before we do that, let's get into a sponsor. All right, guys, Ronald Reagan saw it 40 years ago. Massive inflation that we haven't seen since until Joe Biden. In Ronald Reagan's own words, inflation is is as violent as a mugger, as frightening as an armed robber and as deadly as a hitman. Right now, your retirement accounts are under attack. Thanks to Joe Biden. That's why I partnered with Birch Gold to protect the savings that you have to protect what matters to you and your family. And that is security. When that is why you need to go to Birch Gold and diversify your savings account with gold, silver and precious metals. With thousands of satisfied customers and an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, you can trust Birch Gold to protect your savings. Text the word Graham, that's G-R-A-H-A-M, to the numbers 989898 now to get a no-cost, no-obligation info kit. This comprehensive 20-page guide reveals how gold and silver can protect your savings and how you can buy them under the umbrella of a tax-sheltered account. You've only got eight days left to purchase with Birch Gold before the end of February, and they will send you a signed copy of my book, Dear America. So do it right now. Text the word Graham, that's G-R-A-H-A-M, to 989898. You've got no excuse. You're listening to this podcast on your phone as we speak. That's the word Graham to 989898 now. So random thing, this is what I was telling you about. Oh, is this um, the weird thing? Yes, this is the New York Post. Uh, scientists, and get ready. <laughs> I'm not ready. Scientists are working to unravel a mystery of a 300-year-old mummified mermaid with human face and tail. I'm not making this up. Look at this thing. It looks like a monkey slash mermaid. That's like... Look at it. What is that? No idea. Brother, that's the dark arts right there is like, what that that's, is. Uh, I mean, that looks kind of demonic to me. That, that, <laughs> is, that is, that's a demon. Somehow they killed a demon and they said human face. That's a monkey face. But either way, um, let's see what it says. The mysterious 12-inch creature was allegedly caught in the Pacific Ocean off the Japanese island of Chicago. Koku, uh, and is now kept in a temple in the city of Asakushi with a grimacing face, pointed teeth, and two hands, and hair on its head and brow is an eerily human appearance. See, this is the kind of stuff right here. I just want to sit back and go, what is that? No, no, no. You don't get just to say that. What is it? Like, like, how do we not know what this thing is? That is, uh, oh yeah. That, I mean, it looks like a monkey that has. It's like a. It looks like an underwater monkey. Yeah, it looks like a mermaid monkey. So it, it looks like. Also, I saw the New York Post pointing that China had discovered glass balls on the moon's surface. 
And they literally zoomed in, and sure enough, there's these freaking glass balls on the surface of the moon. And you just sit there and you go, wait a minute. <laughs> I just watched I just watched Moonfall, okay? Don't mess with me right now. <laughs> I, I am not in the mood for any of this stuff. Um, there's some weird stuff going on, man. We got mermaid monkeys, UFOs are real, um, freaking glass balls there's on the moon. glass balls on the moon. Uh, some weird, 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 weird stuff is happening, but, um, I digress. Let's move on. Um, so I am officially putting out a bolo, be on the lookout for Dr. Anthony Fauci. Has anybody seen him lately? Heard from him? Know mm -hmm. where he is? When's the last time you heard He's about Anthony Fauci. Well, he's probably upset about the whole Ukraine-Russia thing because it's taking the spotlight away. Well, you know, at some point you got to file a missing persons claim, like because True. he's not, he's nowhere, he's gone. And and why is that? Well, the CDC right before the State of the Union, actually, you know what? Let, let, well, no, okay, the CDC right before the State of the Union reissued new guidance, and then they their new guidance was they they pretty much took the map, which two months ago was the entire United States was red as in like highest infection rate possible for COVID. And now as of today, the CDC has a new map out and the map says that the CDC now says more than 90% of the U S population is in a location with low or medium COVID-19 community level and mask in these areas are not needed. So we went from in two months, we went from the entire country was a hot zone. We're all going to die to our bad. Actually, it's not, it's not that bad. Actually guys, it's, it's kind of okay out there. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually, it's actually not bad um, at all. Um, and all this comes on uh, right before the state of the union and, and Ron DeSantis um, got in trouble for calling that out. Um, and, and because there was this video of him walking to USF and these mm -hmm. kids were wearing masks and he said, he said, seriously, take those masks off. You, you know, they're it's not, all theater. they're not doing anything It's COVID theater. If you want to wear it fine, but you know, it's not doing anything. Um, and people lost their minds. Like they had like the mama, one of the kids, like yeah, on TV. Video. they're like, my baby had to take his mask off. And she's not wearing a mask. And she's not wearing a mask. Her son's wearing a mask. And I'm like, I'm like, people are mad at DeSantis for live, literally giving people the freedom to choose if they want to wear the mask or not. He says, if you want to wear it, fine. But you don't have to. But you, but but this is this is ridiculous. It's not doing anything. Anyway, so he responded to the CDC's new guidelines just yesterday with this. I, I take no no joy in saying this. I mean, if you've looked at how CDC has performed over the last however many uh, last couple of years, the fact of the matter is, it leaves a lot to be desired. There's a lot of politics. There's a lot of ideology. I mean, just think about how all of a sudden the guidance has changed right before the State of the Union address. Is that, is that how science works? Does the science change based on polling data? Does the science change because you have a midterm election coming up? I mean, no. So we see that, and, and it just causes people to lose confidence. And so what I think most Floridians want is to be able to, to work with the folks that, that, that they know and trust in the medical per profession and want those doctors uh, to, to feel free to follow the evidence where it leads them and, and to do the best they can for their patients. 
seems pretty uh, reasonable to me, you know, but you see people that are still so brainwashed. They're talking about Ukraine and they go, imagine all of those people that aren't vaccinated that are now being forced to evacuate Ukraine to infect. These are how they, yeah, like they've got way worse things that they're thinking about than COVID right now. Yep. Um, all right. So like I said, this is going to be a shorter episode because there's not a whole lot going on right this second. Uh, there's reports coming out that Zelensky uh, has fled Ukraine. I, I don't know if those are true or not. By the time you listen to this, maybe it'll be uh, confirmed or not confirmed. These are just, you know, rumored sources that we're getting here. Um, there's also rumors going around that um, uh, one of the nuclear power plants in Ukraine is on fire, um, which is not good. Um, yeah, I think that's completely in Russian control now. Yeah, from what from what I'm seeing. Well, the, well, there's a lot, and, and and so you know who who really knows. Uh, but what I want to talk about is what Lindsey Graham said last night, uh, which you know everyone knows I'm not the biggest fan of Lindsey Graham, uh, especially that he has my name, and uh, it really makes things bad for me. But either way, uh, I want to play what he said, and then we're going to discuss it, and then you let me know. If you think it's a big deal or not, Graham at DearAmericaMedia.com. Here it is. How does this end? Somebody in Russia has to step up to the plate. Is there Brutus in Russia? Is there a more successful Colonel Stoppenberg in the <coughs> Russian military? The only way this ends, my friend, is for somebody in Russia to take this guy out. You would be doing your country a great service and the world a great service. So Lindsey Graham, a U.S. senator last night, on Fox News live TV called for the assassination of Vladimir Putin. Now, I've got no love loss for Vladimir Putin, okay? Um, if if Putin got shot in the face tomorrow, I wouldn't care. Yeah. Um, here's my problem. And in fact, there's probably a lot of people behind closed doors talking about, okay, how do we take this guy out? You don't You don't say that on national TV. Yeah. I mean, you just, you don't, because Russia has nukes. You can't, as a U.S. senator, you can't <coughs> publicly plea to the citizens of Russia to assassinate their president. You just can't do that. Not a smart move. I, I, because, I mean, we're trying to avoid a war with Russia. In Ukraine, we're trying to avoid U.S. troops on the ground. Vladimir Putin is insane, and so you know somebody said something about Donald Trump, and they were like, uh, you know, Donald Trump, you know, gives Putin, you know, credit on things and blah blah blah, blah this this and that. And somebody was like, yeah, you moron, that's how diplomacy works. It's like you don't walk into a meeting telling somebody they're a piece of human garbage. And like, oh, can we work a deal out? Especially it, when they're all so insane. Yeah, like like that's that's not how things work. Uh, you know, Putin is smart in some military tactics and things like that. That's what Trump was saying. It is true. Um, fooled Biden's administration. Didn't fool us. Like all of us knew that it was fixing to happen. But for some reason, Biden administration didn't. But now you got Lindsey Graham, who is pro sending American troops uh, to war. Uh, and then you got him publicly calling for the assassination, not an execution, an assassination of President Vladimir Putin. And 
again, I just think that we are starting to see so much of the corruption and double-sided hypocrisy from all areas of our government over the past two years. Why in the world? Now, I do believe that, you know, because we do, we do have a, a, you know, a treaty signed with Ukraine as an ally and stuff like this. I mean, we do, we do have, you know, signed treaties with allies, right? Whether or not we completely agree with their country or not. Um, and the whole purpose of those is, hey, if you ever get in trouble, we, we will help you, right? Now, do I think that we can help Ukraine fight back Russia without sending a single U.S. troop on the ground? Yeah, I do. I really, I, I really do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Russia has more men. They have more tanks, they have more guns, they have more helicopters, they have more planes. So how do you get that? Well, you you send equipment to take out helicopters and tanks and planes and all that stuff. Anyway, regardless of the fact, if you start having U.S. senators publicly calling for the assassination of Vladimir Putin, then what's to say Vladimir Putin doesn't send a nuke over here? And then where are we at? Then we're in full-out World War III. And so here's the thing. Peace through strength is a big deal, but mm-hmm. we've already lost that advantage. We don't have, how do you stop wars? Uh, you either have the strength that nobody will ever match or you have leverage. That's it, right? Leverage of the situation, leverage of this, leverage of that. Leverage is most often in the form of money, right? Strangling their supply lines, et cetera, like that. Um, but yet we're still buying 585,000 barrels of oil a day from Russia. Either way, I don't think it's smart. I, 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 my biggest concern is that we do not have competent enough leaders to lead us through this without it ending up in war that we're involved in. Um, do I think that a single U.S. troop should be over there right now? No, I do, I do not. Do I think that we're so far down the rabbit hole and then you've got people like Lindsey Graham and all these other people calling for public assassinations of Vladimir Putin, et cetera? Do I think that that's going to help us not end up in war? No, I don't. I I think that these people are morons. I think that they, I do. I think that there is legitimately a group of people in the, in Congress that want war. That's what they want. They want war because there's money in war. And more specifically, it gets your mind off of the past two years of COVID. And everything that they've done to us here uh, takes your mind and distracts you away from it by putting your mind on war. That's what I think. And that's all we have on this Friday episode of the Dear America podcast. I hope you guys enjoy it. Enjoy it. Enjoyed it. Um, Leave us a review, share this, give us five stars, and thanks so much for listening. Go see the Batman. Trust me, you'll enjoy it. Um, And let me know what you think about what Lindsey Graham said. Graham at DearAmericaMedia.com. Thanks so much, and we'll see you all again next time.